Welcome to Singled Out, the ninth best guild ball podcast. Please stand by. Welcome to episode 45. In this episode Andrew and Jason talk about the new previewed guild identities, and how they can affect the game. Today's listener is Alistair Cuniff. Hello, welcome to Singled Out, the 44th best podcast with some Gilball and Jason in. I am Andrew and I'm playing Engineers. And I'm Jason and I've been playing Blackheart, but I have mixed it up. I have also played some Brisket and some Scalpel and some Rambo. Who's Rambo, for the sake of the audience who don't talk to you? Uh, Theron. Theron. I've played a bit of Theron. I even threatened to take him to a tournament next weekend, but I think I've changed my mind. I'm going to take morticians. Oh, really? No, not not Theron, because you've been you've, on, on the text recently. You've been saying how good he is and how much you enjoy playing him. I do. I absolutely do. He's um he is really good. But the only reason I've changed my mind on taking him instead is because I played a game <coughs> with Scalpel the other night, and I've been talking to young Billy, and just got really excited about Scalpel again. And I figured I'm using Theron. In an upcoming league, so I'm going to get a lot of games with him. Um, whereas I'm not using morticians, and we all know that I'll just go back to Blackheart again soon anyway. So I thought I'll give them a run out. Um, so, so are you doing the old sort of scalpel, casket, other other jumps, graves? Yeah, basically, cosset, uh, cosset um, charges, and then not take maximum damage because you don't want to waste influence, uh, and trying desperately to get stuff done with football dervish as best as possible. If you, if you receive with him, you know, it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, it's basically the conclusion that me and Bill have come to is receiving with him pretty is good. really good. Yeah. However, neither of us ever choose to receive with either captain. Well, in that case, maybe not then. <laughs> that's the problem, because Scalpel just exerts, she just, she can reposition the ball so far and then threaten so much of the pitch. And Obulus, having that last activation of turn one, is just so strong. When she kicks, so, she is she is so scary because she's she's you know fairly far up the pitch and she just dominates the entire field just by being there, doesn't she? 
Absolutely, just put so much pressure on. Like in the game I played last night, I kicked off. I got it into a really awkward spot for my opponent. So she then sprints, gets the ball, punts it back to my line, then shadow like uh, shadow like second wins back, and is four inches off my deployment line, and I've got the ball sitting in front of my team. <coughs> um, yeah, it's just really strong. So that's the issue we have with with bone sore is that we don't want to kick off ever. So <laughs> maybe if my opponent chooses to kick to me, then I take him. I really because I I hit the tools he's got are so good. The playbook he's got is really interesting. His character traits are really interesting. But if you don't get that early goal, it just, yeah, it does just feel a bit lightweight. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've tried him a few times. Um, and yeah, again, yeah, if you if you kick his, um, sorry, sorry, if you receive, sorry, his is pretty solid. But yeah, maybe not that. I, I, mean, um... I did wonder, though, if, before we go on to the main topic, I did wonder if, actually, again, he's another one of these models, because he's got a reposition in unexpected arrival, a bit like Barrel Oven, that whether or not he'll have some use against. Um, blacksmiths and farmers to separate the masters and the apprentices and just to move people away from harvest markers and things before their activation. I guess also Although, against farmers, he's probably going to get it off with valid defence as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It might be something to experiment with, but then they're likely just going to murder him straight away. So I imagine any farmer with assault will just kill him pretty fast because he's still fairly squishy against a good assault, even with defence five, isn't he? It, well, yeah, I mean, he starts off at defence four as well, doesn't he? So yeah, if he hasn't so, scored. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I just I would just really want to make him work. I'd really want to just use him. And partly, obviously, because I play so much Union, using Mist is like not really learning anything new about the game. Have you tried um, Brain Plan Memory at all recently? Yeah, uh, once or twice. I just, I think I get too caught up in the fact that I don't have a clear plan with... Um, memory and I find I get the most use out of it actually when I'm playing against teams like hunters who've got several furious models and just dodging and engaging them and st- shutting down the furious models um I have scored with it but it just felt like a lot of hard work to do something that someone like mist or scalpel or obulus just does a lot easier I've seen him use just sort of gradually making him lope up the pitch adding up crowding out benefits mm. and eventually he just gets close enough and you give the the choice to your opponents do you go for him and effectively waste some influence or do you go for better value targets? And that's because the choice you've got to make, I think. You can, well, he can be in tapping range on turn one if you've got an all morticians team because he gets a two-inch dodge off every model. That's yeah. 12 inches he's dodged, plus buyer dodge, it's 14 inches. He can be two inches away from the goal. Um, yeah, it's something... I think he's a, he's a bit more finesse than I've got to, I'm investing into them. Yeah, I think so. I think to get a lot of him, not and I think also the uh, the temptation is always there to put him into a crowded out model with his short playbook and momentous three on the fourth column, and just using him to wreck face. Yeah, yeah, certainly he's um he's good at hitting things, and also um you know he will get you momentum, won't he? Yeah, and like you say, it's that di- dilemma of do you kill him, generating momentum as you do it, but not getting any VP. And if you're doing that, it's like well he's just going to come back again, so. He's very good. He's very good at locking models down. I just, yeah, like I say, I just find the scoring with him. I've only done it, I think I've only scored with him once. I come up with super janky plays in my head of how to do it, and then it's just like, but you're just putting more cogs in a wheel to come off. Yeah, he's, he's mega janky at that, isn't he, really? Sort of bouncing around. And... Mm. So what what um, what um events in that have you got coming up? Um, I've got the Heroic Play coming up in a week in Coventry. Um, there's still Sorry. places available for that, so um, that's... um. That's on the 9th of 
September. Mm-hmm. Engineers? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, going to be um, trying a lot more to try and choose the right captain rather than playing mono captain. I wasn't playing mono captain before, but I, I basically was playing mono captain you know, because I don't took minister. But it was very obvious to me at the last tournament how basically uh, both have a place. So I think now I need to focus more on not just how I play the team, but also how I choose the right models. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I was having. Have you looked through the WTC teams? Uh, not yet. No. I think um, I think every engineers team's got both captains. I think one engineers team had mainspring in, I believe. That's one more thought but, we're gonna have. Yeah, well, three of the brewers teams have got stave in it. Just strong. So, as far as I'm concerned, they they auto win. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I think he's got his place. You know, I think his niche yeah. in some ways, and if you don't protect him well, he'll lose mm-hmm. momentum. But a range push at what you, ha- you know, a range mass push in the right position can be pretty horrendous, can't it? Well, yeah, we were just discussing with bonus or any sort of reposition that you can do with your enemies' models without necessarily engaging them. It's really handy. I think it's something that as you play the game more, you begin to appreciate the the power of it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. As more synergies are coming out between models being within X and Y, the ability to disrupt that is really strong. Yeah, I mean, I'm just sort of thinking the better you get for positioning. Um all the ideas and angles will open up, don't they? Will you change... Did you take both captains to the last event? I've taken both captains to just... every event, but I've never used both captains really? properly. So I've t- I, I, my list hasn't really changed much uh, in terms of my 10 models. Um, oh, the difference me. being is that didn't take Blister. I, I took him to the tournament with me, but didn't use him. So, so remind me what that list is again. Oh, goodness gracious me. Uh, Pin, Vice, Blister, Mother... Yeah. Colossus, Compound, Velocity, Vet Velocity, um, Locus, uh, Ratchet. What is that? No. Um, it's probably easier to say who I didn't, didn't include. Um, so there was no Salvo. Yep. And no Mainspring. I wonder if the Salvo decision will choose with the changes and things that are coming that we're going to talk about. Oh, well, what's that, Jason? <laughs> it's a classic mountain seamless segue. <laughs> Well, it is the the that has to be released on the day that this podcast goes out, and presumably this podcast will be out after the uh, the blog post has been dropped by Steamforge, which is the upcoming Guild Identities. Well, it, it, yes, it will definitely come out after, after the blog post, unless I want Giblin to come and beat me up. Um, the dreamiest face <laughs> smash. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a thing of beauty, really. Um, but no, so yeah, um, as of this recording, you will have already had released a blog post with the uh, a new feature of Guild Ball, which is the Guild IDs. Um, I think the idea is that each guild will get a selection of these cards, although we only have one per guild to look at. And basically, Guild ID is a global a global bonus to the guild. Um, for your guild, yeah, for your team. For your, for your team I mean, you've chosen. Um, yeah. So each card has an ability which affects your team. Or maybe giving your team a once per turn ability in some cases. And also in the bottom right hand corner is a little number. And that number, crucially, is how many hit points your model heals when it spends momentum. And that number is often lower than four. I think um, looking at the, um, we have here eight, 11 guilds here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them have a number less than four. Yeah, I think, uh, I think three is the average. Yeah, pretty it. much, yeah. Um, farmers are the only one that have more, which is five, yeah. which makes sense given how farmers are quite heal-happy anyway. Yeah. 
Well, there are even more heel happy when we get on to talking about their cards. But let's let's not skip ahead. Let's uh, let's, let's yeah, go. No tangents here, Mountain. Never I'll try my best. It's been a while since we've discussed and chatted, though. So my uh, my conversation kung fu has progressed to the next level. You're now sort of white belt. <laughs> I now need a belt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we haven't talked for a while. The podcast, has, I mean, as opposed to releasing a podcast every every other day, which I was doing over the summer, I haven't released one for, what, two weeks now? I'm getting a bit twitchy, to be honest. I've got how it works. Just, uh, it's been just busy. Play, press record even, and then you go have a cup of tea, a few drinks, whatever, come back in about half an hour, and it might be time for you to say, yeah, that's interesting, and then go off again. The weirdest thing was recording, uh, editing the episode where you were at the Nationals and I wasn't there, because they had to listen to an hour and a half of you talking. Um, and have to edit out every single time your phone buzzed because you still didn't turn your phone off silence. Oh, man. That was probably you just texting me, though, saying, can you record some content? <laughs> yeah, podcast gold. Podcast gold. Yeah, luckily we haven't gone off on tangent already. Yeah, thank, thank goodness for that. Right. Right, so back on. So, yeah, so it's it says, um, doesn't it, that from a small number of cards. So we're going to assume, like you say, we've got one from each guild. We're going to assume cards. small... Probably, sorry? Yeah, some cards. Who knows how many there are? Maybe the blog post yeah. says how many there are, but I haven't read that blog post yet, so um, I don't right. really want to guess because I'd be wrong anyway. Maybe around a three, four mark. I reckon maybe five. I don't know. Yeah, small number, I think one or two doesn't have enough variety, I don't think, maybe. Looking at looking at the examples we've got here, some of them are good but very situational, so I'd imagine that they uh, they need a couple of other options just to make sure that they're not in a situation where they just can't use them. It's quite exciting. Presumably you choose the card before each round and you take all of them to a tournament with you. Yeah, I'd imagine I so. so. Yeah. Um, I mean, the ones we've got here, certainly the ones we've got here all seem quite, almost like making the guild more uh, more guildy. That makes sense? Making yes. it more like actually the is. Yeah, certainly the Alchemist one. Uh, yeah, for sure. In fact, that, let's go on to that one now. Um, so the Alchemist card is called Walk the World Burn. Um, you get he- uh, three health per uh, per um, heal. This one, so less than all. Um, any model yep. suffering one or more conditions, which takes damage in the maintenance phase, suffer an additional one. So poison is three, flame is two. Significantly, four. and then additional one condition damage, not just damage, plus one condition damage. So it ignores tough hide. Yeah, like 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 poison flame already did. Yeah, but also um, I like the fact it says. Uh, enemy models suffering one or more conditions which take damage. So it's not like snared or knocked down, which always triggers me on um, intensify. So when Smoke pops a legendary, she yeah. puts down two AoEs doing three damage each. Yep. Um, she does it at the end of a turn, which she could do, which means yep. it could be six damage yep. unblockable to multiple models at once. Yep. Assuming she yep. goes later the turn. That is, um, that is pretty serious stuff. But it's also one of these cards, this is one of the cards that makes me think that there's got to be a couple or three at least, because if you're playing Midas and you're going pure football, then you're probably not going to get any use well, out of this card. the question is then, I mean, um, I think the thing about Alchemist teams, they're so, they're so schizophrenic, because I've only ever yes. played against um, Alchemist teams with Midas, because of James Long's around and stuff. So to me, to me, Alchemist Guild team generally is quite football heavy. But do you think yeah. nowadays they will turn to be more condition heavy anyway um, than they were? I think, I think speaking to um, <coughs> Dan, Dan Scrubwood from over the weekend, uh, Saturday he played Nursa, Charles Nursa, Charles Nursa, round one at the event. And he, uh, Charles Nursa, Charles Nursa was using smoke. 
and Dan was using Farmers, and he said it was one of the toughest matchups he could have because of all the condition damage, which I thought was interesting because I would have thought with their huge health pools that they would be able to suck it up, so to speak. I mean, obviously, it's only that he hasn't got the, the models like Millstone and the other ones that do janky condition stuff. But, yeah, that, if that's coming back into the game, I've certainly found I'm using Hemlock a lot more to do that kind of condition damage to soften models up for my turn two kind of uh, attacks or whatever. So if, if Smoke's softening up a couple of models with, with that before your um, catalyst goes in, it could could make quite a difference. It also gives more of a reason for your opponent to burn momentum to try and get rid of them. Yeah, <coughs> which is one of the reasons I do. Like I say, I used um, Hemlock. Is that con- it's another it's way of salt, controlling yeah. your. Yeah, well, also, by putting down Noxious Blast, much like Fire Blast and um, and and Calculus, is, it's another way of controlling your momentum, your opponent's momentum. And the, with 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 the uh, with smoke, she's got momentous inspiration, hasn't she? Has she got that? Am I right? Yeah, yeah she has. Yeah. So not only are you generating momentum, you're also making your opponent burn the momentum. So it's an it's another way of controlling that kind of game, which controls who's got priority in the turn, which can be pretty important. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, should we move on? I was just going to say that I think you, you're absolutely right about. The alchemists and they're very schizophrenic in the way they play, but um, it kind of reflects all the chemicals, isn't it, being mixed together and being such a volatile combination. Never quite sure what's going to come out. Um, yeah, although a true scientists would of course know what they're going to make, but there we go. Don't give me that rubbish. Um, <laughs> as as a I, coach, I, DJ. <laughs> yeah, I do think uh, I think you will see more smoke now. Not necessarily just because Midas has taken one to the knee, because. I've played Midas since post Arata, and he still does very Midas-esque things. I just think Smoke, I think maybe people have looked at their other options now as well. Well, she was never, she was never, she was never bad, was she? She was never bad. She just thought Midas was probably better. I think she just requires a bit more finesse and uh, planning to get the best out of her. I do think, well, I know it's slightly over but she's one of the reasons why I would put... Um, Grace into my ten now, having not ever, not really taken it, but being able to deny that condition game. So this one is um, Tough as Nails by the Blacksmiths. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a team I haven't actually played against yet um, at all. But it, I don't know. I'm not really sure to make of it. Obviously, it seems okay. So when you knock down, you get a bonus point of armor. So once per turn, oh, sorry, I'm lying to you about that. Once per turn, when a friendly guild model. So there's the knockdown condition. I may gain one armor till the end of the end of the current activation. So if someone knocks someone, someone down, you can then sort of armor them up for that round of attacks. Yeah, I am. Um, it seems a little situation, not situational, but it seems a little weak being once per turn. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So because it's once per turn, so you only get to do it once per turn. It's not like each model gets it once per turn. I guess where it's good is, for example, models that are on defense two already. I think also though. It's potentially a good deterrent against um, teams like brewers and farmers who could generally want to knock you down. But if you yeah, get get your sort of low defence, so they can hit hit the knockdowns fairly easily. Yeah, and then if you're then getting an extra armour, you're then denying their wraps, so you're denying their um, uh, them getting their high damage off because like particularly brewers, it's all based around getting the wraps. Sorry. So I can't, I can't, I can't. 
as I say, I don't think it's I don't think it's useless. I think it's okay. It's not my favourite one. I think um, it makes counterattacks from the blacksmiths more viable because your opponents then got to decide, well, do I knock them down and potentially just uh, not get anything for the rest of my influence, or do I take the risk of their counterattack and not knock them down? It means you can live the dream and make a model armor four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Live that dream. Be that Which, negative player. It sounds pretty serious. That does. I mean. You know, Star's got a, a line of stuff, but Armour 4 is a thing, I'm sure. It is, but I suppose the thing is, if you if you negate, if you knock Handful down, you're gaining a dice anyway, so it's almost plus one, minus one, you're back Well, that's what I said a minute ago. It can be useful against models that are defence too, because it means you can have, it doesn't make a difference. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it, it might change their playbook selections. Which in itself can be a good thing. Then again, I mean, maybe it's actually not as powerful as the others because why it's got a four health pack rather than three. It's the normal four health. Maybe the number of health is like a handicap in some ways. Well, I actually just thought, though, if you had, say, a Sledge within one inch of Anvil and you knock him down and he becomes a 3-3. Three, three. Actually, guarding your, make, making your apprentice more survivable is a big deal, actually, because, yeah, they, they do die more easily than some others. So, yeah, if Anvil's suddenly 3-3 three, three, or Iron's, you know, well, Anvil, yeah. Not Anvil, sorry. Sledge is 3-3. Three, three. He's, um, well, you've played Masons enough to know that 3-2's pretty resilient if it's 3-3. Three, three. Yeah, yeah, 3-2 in the scrum is pretty, pretty good. And obviously 3-3 three, is better, that's because maths. Yeah, stick um, him in cover. We're living this dream. Yeah, in this, in this virtual world where everything is perfect. And then stick uh, one at a time lads on them. <laughs> I mean, that... that, that no, but... the One at a time lads isn't, isn't, isn't a particularly hard to pull off in terms of combinations, is it? Because obviously it's an AoE from one, from one model, so... Um... Yeah, yeah, you have to have that activation first. And I think it's an interesting one, like I say. Like you said, it's situational, I think. It'd be interesting to see what other alternatives they get. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and especially one... how, how, how they gauge the health back, whether, for example, they do think of cards that are more powerful give you less health back and everything else, which I imagine they do. Yeah, I think you can see that through what some of them do. I mean, like, look, in there, I'm about to go on to the... Uh... Butcher's one. I think that's a perfect example of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, essentially very strong. Let's do it now then, shall we? Um, so, Bloodthirst. It, first of all, mm-hmm. it's a Butcher's card. It gives you two health back per heal, which obviously is yeah. half as good as healing normal. But friendly models gain life drinker. That isn't once per turn. That's all models all the time. Which but, means uh, you really are encouraged to be that Butcher player yeah. um, to get stuck in and be the real sort of yeah. typical violent go for the throat Butcher player because every attack you deal, damage, you get hit point back. Yeah, and, and that's so good on models like um, Fillet and Ox, who could be recovering five, six, eight, so, you know, sort of seven or eight hit points a turn. Yeah, it's um, it's very, potentially very powerful. I mean, obviously, you're, you're getting less health back um, whenever you heal yourself, so if you're kept at ranged and controlled, it could be really horrible. Yeah. It means you can't um, bring a model back on and just hang them back as such. No, no, you can't at all. Um, I'm not entirely sure you do that with butchers, but the point being, that's not really an option. You can't say, I'm going to sit out this turn and just heal because it's like, oh, no, I'm not. I probably wouldn't play it against like, control teams at all, um, hunters, uh, engineers. Yeah, it's one of those ones where after you've activated, the value of it goes down dramatically because you then, you're healing. It's going to be very low if someone can go into you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you might get a counter attack here or there, but obviously not. It's nowhere near as good as as normal in that case. Mm. I like it. I think the fact it's just for the every model, obviously except for um, uh, Borg, because he's already got it. Um, 
but it's also I think they all are friendly guild models, so no union with it. Um, and I think that applies to pretty much all of them across the board. Also means it's permanently turned on. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not conditional. It's your team doing what your team should be doing. Well done. Here's a pat on the back. I guess um, what it does do is it maybe makes models like the briskets a bit more vulnerable because they don't particularly want to be doing damage. Yeah, because playbook results, isn't it? So she wouldn't get dirty knives. No, exactly. And uh, also, I guess actually it'll make people cry even more about Shank, won't it? Because there'll be, he can only heal three hit points. He's only got three influence. If he's got a charge, he can only heal two. So people who think that he's soft will think he's softer. So he's got a card that makes Shank worse. Yeah. So actually what... <laughs> Because we've started talking about this card saying it's absolutely brilliant and we really like it. Talking yourself down. It makes Catherine yeah. play good. Yeah, exactly. And now I've started picking it apart and going, well, actually, it makes mascots a lot weaker as well. Well, it, it, also, <laughs> it also means, okay, it, it means you're, you're always healing yourself without spending momentum to do it, necessarily. It's become like those um, two characters of Sesame Street who start with opposite views and end up having the opposite view as the other person. Yeah. I can't remember. No. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was really excited about it, but actually now I've thought about it a bit more. I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> How about on Veteranox? He's again. He's only got three. Yeah, yeah he but, becomes but, quite. But he heals hit points for being near people anyway. Yeah, so he becomes quite tanky because he can do the damage. Then he can heal as he does damage. Then he heals if he's engaging models, and he can heal using momentum. Yeah, it's pretty strong on him. It's definitely strong on the captains and boiler. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um... Um, yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, actually. <laughs> we have started off being really strong about it now. Like, oh, I'm not sure now. That's All right, well, the card, I'm 100% behind, and I think it's one of the best. <laughs> so it is uh, the Brewer's card. It's called Another Round. You get four hit points back whenever you heal, uh, which is yep. uh, rubbish. It shouldn't be that high. Um, it's basically yeah. Heroic Landing uh, for free every turn, which is the playbook yeah. card from Season 3. Uh, once per turn, when a friendly guild model uses a heroic play, of course, being brewers, they have 14,000 of them. Yep. Uh, they can use a heroic play once per turn without spending momentum. Yep, so turn one, Spigot just uses Time's Called and off you go. That sounds perfectly fine, right? Yep, turn so two. Heroic landing requires you to spend it, then get it back, isn't it? So you couldn't do it first turn. Uh, well, unless you'd launched them um, scum up the pitch first to charge, but it means you no longer have to do that, which means that they're not necessarily so tied to if they... To, to scum because a lot of the time I think Brewers players were taking scum so that they've got the option to get the momentum turn one to get times called off to allow them to do X, Y and Z now they can just do it it just <laughs> makes all your bre- a, lot, a lot of your Brewers much better ah uh, you know Hooper goes in uh, you know I could list their character plays or whatever but, you know Friday she's now got the ball on her all of a sudden She's got the momentum for going second. She's now can take the take the shot and use I shoot better with a beer. It's just it's so good. It's such a because I, I think like, I think Spigot being first turn a speed boost is a big deal. That's a, one of the best ones I think. I think it's one of the ones in the pack. A bit like the butchers. The fact that you're always going to use it every single turn. There's never going to be a time when you can't use that. I don't think you can even build. Oh, the other one I was thinking, Point Pop. So he uses that first, and then he can take five swings without having to spend a point of momentum or a beer token to do, um, I don't know, I can't remember what his heroic play is called, but he gets gluttonous mass and then just swings on you. It's, um, is it come on then? Might be. Yeah, I honestly come on then, can't. Yeah. yeah. Vet Spigot 
can now score a goal without even spending momentum. Vets <laughs> yeah. Bigot can move. Um, let's see. Vets Bigot has, has an 18 inch threat range on goal without spending anything. Uh, he's got an 8 inch kick and a 7 inch. It's 15, isn't it? Because his... his speed. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my mistake. Sorry. My mistake. Yeah. That's isn't it. Yes. Five. But yeah, fifteen inch threat on goal with just with with no with no momentum, with nothing, like you say. You can go first and not give him anything and score a goal. And, and the fact it's recovery level four as well. So you're not even suffering from uh, for taking it. I think So your normal out. team you play as, as brewers, you haven't got to adjust to being a different team by having less hit points per, per mm. heel. It's your normal team, but they're literally just better. Yeah, because the other thing about that plot card is I don't think you can build I don't think you can take a team of six Brewers models that haven't got a heroic play. So I don't think you can even build a team that can't use that card. Uh, I don't think so, no. Because uh, Mash hasn't got one, the mascots haven't got one, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Strong. Yeah, it's one of my favourites. I think it's fantastic. It's just, yeah. Esther's heroic play, soothing voice, pretty good on her. Yep. It's, it's just good on any of them. It's just, you, you can, there's never a situation you can't use it. It's fantastic. The next one is the um, Engineers. This one is a three um, hit point back one. Which I think actually is, before we talk about the card, I think that's quite fair because I think they're already very resilient. Yes, they are. They are. I mean, um, Engineers are hard to take out. Uh, they can be hard yeah, to take out. Some if you pick a team in the right, right order, you know, like obviously Hoist is the main example there, of course, but other models as well with reanimate and good armour, good toughness, um, Any good defence. Tough eyed reanimate. They've yeah. all got bits of tech. So I think actually there's a, there's a lot of tech in the team. Also ignoring pushers as well here and there can be useful. They have, they have a lot of tech to defend them. Yeah. So um, I think losing the hit point of recovery isn't significant on them on this. No, not, not usually. Uh, once per activation, when each friendly non-captain guild model uses a character play, mm-hmm. so it works on everyone really, apart from apart from the captain. They may use bonus time without spending MP. So mm-hmm. it means salvo, as I mentioned before kind of gets pumped like you used to have so you can uh, bonus time a shot a lot of your models though can obviously bonus time a goal kick or a pass uh, uh, so no I'll I can't read the cards it... can I I'm, I'm an idiot it's yeah. cat's play isn't it um, yeah. so yeah Salvo with it with his shots if you ever use him um, it means for example like Locus with his um, his impulses to push people away or hurt them bonus time Ratchet, it. Uh, voice Ratchet. with whatever copied in the turn yeah no, I think it's got a lot of application. I think it's a really strong ability, like being able to um, uh, do arrow to the knee on three dice. Making it non-captain only, sadness. Blistercon just go in there with a um, an easy bonus timed um, deadbolt. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I like it though. Again, like the Brewers one. I think I think this one's only slightly uh, not quite as good as the Brewers one. Only in that there are, there's a requirement that you need character plays. So it can affect, obviously, who you choose, and obviously certain models can't use it, like the Velocities can't use it, um, Captains can't use it, so it's a little bit more restrictive, but I still think... But it's, but it's, rare, this... it's, rare, it's rare you'll have a team of engineers where you haven't got some models to catch players. That... Oh, absolutely, but I just think it's it's got slightly less application, but I still think it's one of the better ones so far that we've seen. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Farmers have Eat Hearty. It's a five-hit-point card. Um, mm-hmm. When a friendly model returns to the pitch, it immediately recovers three hit points. I just think this one's miserable. <laughs> so they come on the pitch, 
they healed yeah. three after the Rice Sponge were turning up, and then they can yeah. spend momentum and get five back. And of course, yeah. if they are um, near, for example, um, uh, any, they've probably got some healing mechanic. I'm, I'm new, to, new to the, the farmers. Uh, if, so if they're near Harrow, he has his aura. Mm. It gives them two more hit points back as well. Yeah. If they come on within six inches of Harrow, or if they are Harrow, they come back and heal yeah. five. Yeah. Or uh, and then Windle can fall over and have his breakfast or whatever and gain four and so on. Yeah. The farmers are just I, big bags of hit yeah, points. Hit points. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot more to say about that one. It's just is what it is. It just makes them come back on with more hit points. I mean, models like Bushel, I should imagine, pretty much come on full health, same as the mascot or the chicken or whatever. In some ways, it's surprising that it's a five hit point back card rather than a four. Uh, I yeah. Because coming I guess back at I, three is good anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. But I, you know, that's always the that's kind of the farmer's um, thing, isn't it? Is that they've just got lots of health, and this just represents them having. Lots of health. I guess more. also we haven't seen the other cards yet, so maybe they've got real tough choices. Yeah, that's it. Maybe this is because this one's pretty straightforward, and it's just like have more health. Yeah, it's not for me. It's not a very exciting one. Yeah, pretty good. Um, it's it's good. It's just not. It doesn't do anything fun for me. Well, not fun playing against. Not fun playing against them. Certainly. Yeah, it's not just that, but it's like you. You look at like the engineers. You're getting bonus times on your character plays. You're looking brewers. You get to do stuff for free. Um, that is just you get more health, which obviously is good. It's strong, but it's not. It's not very exciting. I don't think. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Fisherman. Um, yeah. It's a three hit point card. Um, football champions. Friendly good models gain a bonus inch to their kick stats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, it's always in play. So. I did work out that Angel in a course of legendary with super shot and now can have a seven thirteen. Thirteen inch kick, yeah. Yeah, on seven dice. Snapshots from uh, beyond the halfway line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seven dice. Which I think is, you know, looking at the teams that have got the lower recovery, it seems to be as as much maybe it's a reflection of just the team as as opposed to just being how good the card is. I think you're right. I think it makes makes you sort of fish more, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, see, this one I think is it's a bit like the farmers one. It's it's good, it's useful, it's not overly exciting. But then you know, shark having a nine inch shock, so it's it's good. It's not it's it's always in play. So there's no kind of situation you can't use it. Obviously, I suppose the the caveat being that you have to have the ball to get effect out of it. It's one of those cards where a one inch threat range is obviously a big deal, but because I'm so used to playing with the inches you have, it's hard to visualize how useful it really can be. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I get that exactly. It's like it's not like the, the, the fishermen weren't struggling to move the ball around; it will get shots off. So again, well, it's... I'm sure playing with them, you'll find occurrences where it just help you win a game. I'm sure they exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just again, it's I don't know if it's that exciting. <laughs> I know it's a bit of a repeating theme for me, but after looking at like the engineers and the brewers ones, they they just excite me. I just well, you you, you, want, you want janky cool stuff rather than bonus to a stat, don't you? Really, that's what you want. Yeah, I guess so. That's it. And it's like, you know, it, it like the farmers, it, 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 it just, like you said quite rightly, it just makes the fish a bit more fish. It doesn't, I don't, I don't think it changes anything that they're doing. I don't think it makes them, okay, here we go. This is what I'm thinking. So the Brewers one, as we've said, that card just makes the Brewers better. Right? It, it 
it helps solve quite a few of the things that they were struggling with. I don't feel like that card, for me, changes a lot or makes the fish better as such, even though it does in a kind of way. But I don't think it was something they were struggling with. It, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, like the engineers one, getting the character play bonus, it it makes them, it just makes them better. The next one is Hunters. Um, hunters are a weird one because... <sighs> The problem I have with some hunters built is, is they rely upon the board being set up in a certain way. You know, it requires the person to deploy a forest. And mm-hmm. I must admit, I've been to many, many tournaments where there hasn't been a single forest anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah not absolutely. One. And I guess yeah. maybe this car is designed to curb that. Whether there should, be, there should be more forest or not in play is a debatable point, I guess. But um, it's a three-point card. Uh, Nature's Bounty. Before deploy models, the control player selects one piece of ground on the pitch. For the remainder of the game, that is a forest. So basically, the hunters player chooses one bit of rough ground, and that rough ground is a forest. But then that also requires there to be rough ground. <laughs> it does, but rough ground's pretty common. It's it's more common than forests. But I played on. Well, actually, I played. I was going to say I played on three pitches on Saturday that didn't have rough ground, but actually it was the same pitch three times. So <laughs> maybe that was the thing. I, it's it's not terrible. But again, it relies on there being rough ground, and it still relies on that rough ground being somewhere useful. It does, it does. But rough ground being, you know, in the middle, middle of the pitch somewhere isn't particularly common. It's um, not, no. You, and I, again, I guess the other thing is it. I mean, I've only just started playing hunters and that, so I'm far from being the voice of an expert. But it only really affects turn. Yeah, yeah, generally. It's you're taking a guild card that essentially means that, and and I I do take a, a OG Hearn. I really like him. I think he's fantastic. But not every hunters player does, which means if you're not taking OG Hearn, you perhaps aren't going to get the benefit out of this card. Okay, you can block you can block off a line of uh, sight on a certain area of the board, but you're also blocking it off for yourself. I guess also it means if you choose to. Um, kick, you have more strength in some ways. Having a choice of the side of the yeah. board is quite relevant. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's it's typical hunters, though, isn't it? It's just not straightforward. <laughs> no, it's not. And presumably, you you about it requiring Hearn, generally speaking. But then again, presumably, when they get their selection of cards, they won't all involve forests. No, no, they won't. But again, this goes back to like I was saying, like some of them situation they require certain situations and. Again, going back to them, like the engineers and the brewers one, just seem to just be do do what you were doing, but just better and more efficient. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I mean, obviously, I keep going back to those two, but so far, out of the ones we've talked about, they're my two favourites, I think. Next up is the Mason's one. Uh, here we are. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Uh, it's a 40-point card. Yep. Uh, built to last, when a guild model uses defensive stance, it gains plus mm-hmm. one armour as well as plus one defence. It's permanently turned mm-hmm. on. That one's pretty so, good. I mean, if you want, to, if you want to form your sort of masons, form that your sort of your your formation in the board with brick protecting you, you want them to come into you, and if yeah. they charge you, you get uh, a model that's now probably defense for armor three, which is miserable. If they don't charge but you, great. If puts defend the ground down, you're doing defensive stance for free anyway. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's um, it's pretty strong. I mean, also, yeah, if, if you've got tower in play. He might want to go early in the turn to get someone tooled up. 
and then putting like yeah. putting his 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 fencing to defend the ground down makes your your sort of your formation very hard mm-hmm. to to move around. It it can be very potent indeed. I think yeah. obviously I like... it, it, it might lose its usefulness later on in the game. Um, yeah, when people aren't charging. I think but... it's I think it's in my opinion initially it's better than the blacksmith's one, which does something similar. It, it absolutely is because I think charges are probably more common, especially early game. Well, also it's not once per turn. Of course not. It's free, isn't it? Um, it's always turned on. Yeah, it's not. So you you haven't got. You're not going to choose to use it, and then the next activation be like ah, because there's the agony of choice of the blacksmith's one. So wow. Do I use it? Hold on to it. If they charge Flint, Flint becomes four two. If they're male. Male. Yeah. Nice. Um, and if uh, decimate charges him, he becomes three one, and he might have a chance to live. <laughs> if decimate charges him, he'll still die. <laughs> 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 she cares not for you. She oh. just like just takes like maybe a breath longer to do it. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it thematically. Yeah. yeah, thematically it really fits the Masons, doesn't it? Like you said, you well, I'm just gonna I just reiterate what you were gonna say, but what, what you did say is it it just is the Masons more better. Yeah, also because it's a, it's a forty point card. It's mm. effectively free, if that makes sense, because your team doesn't become worse at healing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see when the other plot cards come out, if actually that's just what the guild gets now, if that's just their thing. Maybe we're reading a bit too much into the... the maybe, recovery. but who, who knows? Who knows? But it, it, it would surprise me if that's the case. I think, yeah. to, to me, to me, part of the agony of choice would be the, the payoff of hit points back compared to something else, but who knows? We, we haven't seen them yet, have we? So... For example, we could have some card, we could have some, some cards that are once per turn, and some that are yeah. per turn on per yeah. guild. Yeah, and one thing we've certainly seen from Steamforge in the way that they released uh, the blacksmiths is any assumptions we make about what the rest of the cards are going to look like will be wrong. We were right a bit. Eh, not a lot. No, not much. <laughs> we like end ourselves, kid ourselves. I think the only the only downside to the card is it's it's not. It, it's it's almost is it do I mean reactive? It's it obviously it's defensive because that's what it is. But it's not again. It's about denial and it's almost slowing the game down. It's not going forwards and getting VP. It's denying VP. I guess so, but it, it is it is denial. It is denial, and it, it does control what your opponent does though, doesn't it? it? It means they can't charge in and try and get the wraps uh, first of battle. Try and get some horrible alpha on you. Yeah, not necess- not not as easily. I don't even say it in that it's defensive and uh, and I don't want to use negative because of how that sounds. But I'm thinking of my own personal play style is that I prefer to be aggressive and pushing forwards. And whereas this card for me would be going against what I want to do. Well, in that case, Jason, you'll love the next one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the next one, the more tricky one. Segway master. I think, uh, uh, I'm, oh, it's brilliant. It's it's good, but I think... Start from the beginning. Talk about the card first. Uh, really? Yes. <laughs> Such a bore sometimes. Um, okay, so it's recovery level three, which only makes a low health pool team sad um, in general, but it's called Inheritance Tax, so I reckon that's probably uh, a name that um, Loxham's come up with. <laughs> and it's each time... Each time, so not once per turn, no choice to make, each time an enemy model, not player, just an enemy model, so mascot, captain, player, 
uh, master, apprentice, whatever you want to throw at it, suffers the taken out condition. So uh, it's not caused by a model. It could be condition damage. It could be in the maintenance phase. It could be pushed off the pitch. Just got to take the taken out condition. One guild friendly model. Uh, one guild friendly model. That's really that's like English. Why is that not one friendly guild model? Well, these are cast for protest, so yeah. But it just suddenly made me think: Does it? it it's not just one friendly. Yeah, one guild friendly model. All right. Anyway, within four inches, maybe allocated one influence. So anything that gives you more influence is automatically good. Uh, which means you can reward the model that did the takeout. Yep. Under the points. Yeah. It means Obelisk can go back to being eight influence and happy as anyone. Uh, Scalpel can be seven influence. I'm not sure. Like Cosset, for example, could have three attacks and a charge. That's probably living the dream, though, isn't it? Having to take out early activation and then get a point back. But who doesn't want? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that it's from recent games. Like I don't know. It's as difficult as it sounds. Or casket can put someone in the casket and then get an extra point of influence to be happy with. So could it allow to, you to do some um, pretty powerful six VP activations if you do a takeout yeah. first, then maybe get yeah. a goal one um, more easily, perhaps? Yeah, well, you think like Obulus at the start of the turn, as a or potentially scalpel as well. But with Obulus, like if you've left a model on one hit point, he spends his first influence, he takes them out, he then puppet masters himself, he then charges something else, he then dodges off and can do misdirection or get two hits and get a goal. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't say other, it doesn't say other model. It just says a model. So yeah. like you said, it, it can be that model. I think. Yeah. It's. I mean, also any get any ability that gives you influence out of nowhere is very powerful. Yeah. I mean, over the course of the game, it could effectively be six or well, five extra influence. Oh no, it could be six because you could take the mascot out and four other. Oh, that's, oh. That's, you know, that's, that's a really good point, actually. It's a really good point. Hunting yeah. mascots to. You probably won't have a mascot just for influence, but it's certainly a nice bonus. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, you're not always going to get it because there will be times when you take a model out at um, the end of the turn. But it's, yeah, it's useful. I like it. I think it's good. I think it's very Mortician's as well. In fact, it's just a little bit of jank, a little bit of trickery. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's good. I mean, again, being able to make five attacks with the puppet or four attacks and a goal. Yeah, it, it just... Like you say, it effectively makes so many models a five influence model or something. It's just really handy. Or if you you could misdirection something and put another point of influence on something, kill something, put another point of influence somewhere else. Like yeah, it's good. Do you think it's one of the strongest ones here? Uh, yes, I think it has the potential to be strong. I think it also if you, I think the the issue the the negative I could see of it is it might actually make you take the risk of not killing a model at the end of a turn just so that you get the bonus at the start of the next turn. Then again, if you if you have the initiative, that's powerful anyway because you could be denying your opponent's activation. Yeah, I think, like you say, anything that gives you more influence is more activations. Um, I'd certainly, for me so far, I think my favourites are the morticians, the engineers and the brewers. We have uh, one more left, and that is the card yeah. for the union. Yeah. It's a, um, a three-hit-point card. It's called Pirate's Ransom. Mm-hmm. At the end of the initiative phase, if your opponent has the initiative, the friendly team gains an additional one momentum. So basically, mm-hmm. if you lose the dice roll to go first, you get two momentum rather than one. That's really well, powerful. 
it's not it's not even lose the dice roll though, is it? It's just if your opponent has the initiative, so you could win the dice roll and choose to go second. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Do you think that makes it a lot more of a choice, though? Do you think? Or not? Uh, it depends. I, you know, I don't want to go off on one too much, but it depends on what the board state is, how useful it's going to be to you. If you've, say, got, for example, missed on the ball, out on the wing, whatever, and no one can get to him, and you're on eight, sure, go for it. Have first activation. I've got the momentum now to take a shot and bonus time it. Good luck with that. It means it means situations where you aren't sure whether you want to counter or not because it means you've got no momentum beginning of your turn. Those sort of mm-hmm. things, those sort of choices aren't really there anymore. It also means things like black hearts counter attacks. If you go into him first and he's bonus timing it, <laughs> he's then rolled seven dice with that double dodge, which is something like I think I've learned with benediction. People going into him, so all right, first activation, I'll counter attack. I'll bonus my counter attack. I guess the one negative of it is it kind of relies upon you losing a roll. Well, it relies on you going second, not necessarily losing the role. That's true, that's true, but I'm still, I'm still not sure whether it's worth going second or not. I do occasionally. It's not, I, I, I would say for sure 85%, possibly 90% of the time you go first, but it's, it's. I'd say it's not one of my favourites, but I think it's good, because it's also the, what it does also allow you to do, like if you do go second and someone's like knocked a model down or whatever, it allows you to clear that condition and still have a point of momentum to do other stuff. So maybe to bonus time that attack or do something to make something else more reliable. I mean, momentum wins games at the end of the day. So if you're starting the turn two up on your opponent without activating, yeah, has to do. Then they're they're already behind the curve for the next turn. And then you have models with rising anger as well. Mm. <laughs> you get momentum out of nowhere because I'm doing things. Yeah, that's it. You, so you could be on six momentum before you've even rolled a dice. I mean, it's magical Christmas land. But so, which ones? Which ones do you look at initially and think, "Yep, yeah, I like that. I'm having a piece of that." Oh, I think quite a few of them are pretty good. It's hard to pick I out think... one that I think the best one. I think the Bruce one's very strong. Yeah. Uh, at first, we we're, were like the Bruce one's really good, but as talking is down, maybe not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the engineer, the engineer one's fun, but I think often when doing character plays, I don't want to bonus time them anyway. You I don't? Guess, no, not often. But then again, I guess it's for free, isn't it? So it means Ratchet's going to be more like more library thing, ambassadors and that sort of thing. Locus. It makes Salvo really useful because arrow to the knee on on a any striker is suddenly it should happen because and even a defense five striker, you're rolling three dice, you should get a five statistically. Um, an arrow to the knee, it is arrow to the knee is the one I'm thinking of, isn't it? Which is the minus kick. Yeah, yeah. That can be backbreaking for certain strikers. You know, or you put that on, say, someone like Blackheart, okay, you should get it anyway, but, you know, if you're rolling three dice on it, and now he's like a 1-4 a kick, he'll be like the saddest little boy in the playground. That's true, but I don't really play him anyway. <laughs> Maybe no, I the that It makes a model who you don't really play suddenly, for me... You, again, like you think you could roll three dice on Snapfire, not Snapfire, sorry, um, Flurry. So you're more likely to get out multiple damage on a, on a couple of models. Yeah, yeah, true, true. I think the Mason's one's quite good, or again, late late game, it's probably less useful. Uh, the mm. Magician's one seems proper good if you start getting the takeout train going. Yeah, which um, I find I tend to get four takeouts of the Morticians. It just seems to be the way, or well, three in The way you're playing them right now you know, the sort of super aggressive scalpel game, mm. that card just seems like money to you, right? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really like that one. I think, for me, The Farmers is the least exciting. Yeah, I think so. Although, I don't think it's bad. It's not bad, but if you're playing, and, and obviously, as we've said, there's there's going to be other cards, obviously. Um, each guild's going to have more than one option, but like that card, and again, we haven't seen the other options that they've got, but against Fish, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I come back, like, and you could take that against, say, a Mortician's lineup, and then find out that you've lost by three goals, and obviously that's the the gamble of it. Um, but the, you know, even against a like against any team, you could lose by three goals, and then that's done nothing. I think the Alchemist one is okay. Yeah, quite uh, a certain build, but as I said before, Alchemist Guild teams could be so different to each other. That's yeah, yeah. And I'm do, not do sure. Think, do you think, think it makes the model like Crucible more usable? Yeah, because you've got to pay the extra momentum to clear uh, conditions then, because you're suddenly taking, like, uh, you know, if, if um, Venom's been around putting bleed on everyone and you've got poison as well, you're suddenly taking uh, seven points of damage. No, sorry, four points. Of, uh, do math. Six points of damage in the maintenance phase. It's It doesn't stack, does it? It's one or more, isn't it, conditions? Yeah, but they yeah. take three from poison, yeah. two... Come on, brain. Three from bleed, two from poison, one from that. Yeah, I mean it makes um makes it quite a scary game. And also, I'm spend two momentum to clear, and mm. then again, I guess I guess in that case you just kill Crucible because she's defense four. Yeah, but, zero. you know, I, I'd like to see her use more. I still I've never played against her. Neither have I. Neither have I. It's all theory at this point for me. Yeah, they still seem like a team, even with the tri- changes, who are still fairly locked into who you see. You don't really see a lot of variation with them in builds. No, um, maybe I'll I'll just try them out. Maybe I'll I'll take them to the escalation league and just play with smoke a bit. Yeah, I know. Um, let's say Charles Nurse took her weekend and only took her. I don't think he even had Midas in his team. I can't remember. And Maria is obviously a big fan of smoke. Yeah, I think and she's kind of janky goals, can't she, and stuff pretty easily. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But yeah, other than that, I think uh, Hunter's one's got potential, but it seems quite situational to me. Certainly a model, certainly a card that makes just turn. Is, is, is it just turn that benefits from forest? No one else is it. Well, Cheska gets plus one armor when he's in rough ground, but he would have benefited from the rough ground anyway. Yeah. So currently, it's just him. Yeah. I guess it means your opponent has, if you, for example, kick. I mean, I, I've seen plenty. Of, I've seen plenty of pitches with rough ground, sort of in front of person's deployment line, and I guess if you choose to kick, choose to kick, you then could put forest in the middle of your opponent's board. Yeah, and yeah, lock, yeah down the, lock down the line, lock down their sort of line of sights and their angles and things. That's quite that's quite a hundred things sort of to do, isn't it? Yeah, and also you, you, the, control, you're controlling their, their line of sight from the offset. I can't remember the size of rough ground, but sometimes you get quite big rough pieces of rough ground. Yeah, so I think it has some potency there. Uh, it depends on whether, when you choose these cards or not. Do you choose them when you roll the, roll off uh, to kick and receive or not, or do you put them down face down before you do that or not? Hmm, I haven't read the thing. We'll find it in the blog. I my guess now would be it'd be at the same time as plot cards. I mean, I presume these aren't replacing plot cards. I don't know. But I don't know. I guess, uh, yeah, right at the start of the game, I would think. Presumably, there'll be there'll be an order of these being done in the in the um, OP document. Yeah, well, these are all just going to beta, beta test, aren't they? Like the um, uh, formations. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Which I quite like. I, li- I like that they're doing that. Using us as their guinea pigs. I mean, I, I mean, not that I've personally tried the formations, but I think it's cool putting them out there and going, "Well, look, this is your game as much as it's our game. What do you think?" Well, there's no way that any 
group will just play testing, and the world will have as many games under their belt as the community. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, it gives fans things to look at and, and talk about and have fun with, which is good in itself, isn't it? Well, this is it. This is the thing I'm most looking forward to. Is about probably about half eight, nine o'clock tomorrow night when I'm having my second beer. I can just settle down and look at the fallout on the forums and see if the world's exploded or not. <laughs> probably has. Probably has. <laughs> see, see which nerds have raged the most. We we'll have, we'll have to wait and see. I think. Right. Yeah. I think that's podcast. Um, do we have anything else before we go? Uh. Tournament, you're at um, Coventry on the 9th. I'm at Norwich, Wildstorm. No, I'm not at Wildstorm. I went to that one last week. I'm at Athena Games. There's, they've extended it to 32 men. There's some big big guns coming down, presumably doing it for WTC practice with names on it like Ed Ball, Steve Easton's coming, um, Jay Clare, Charles Nurser, Charles Nurser, um, James Long, Cumber. I would just be derping around, so if anyone wants an easy round one game, I'll be there to be muffin baked. So, Jason, if you, for some reason, liked this content and wanted to hear more of it, what would you do? Um, you could sign up for our Patreon, which would help support us and support the podcast. Allow Page- us Patreon? To... What's that? It's a um, community-funded thing where you guys give us money for more rope. More <laughs> quality. Money for more rope is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, right. so we... <laughs> hang ourselves further um yeah there's a you can find us on the patreon thing there's various different levels we the appreciate the patreon any- thing mountain it's patreon.com slash singled out gb as you well know oh, i don't get it on the potato um it, you know if you contribute five dollars a month you get um access to bonus content generally, which is something generally two episodes a week um uh, sorry, sorry that's a lie oh good no 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 no, no. two episodes a fortnight yeah, although sometimes it's a bit more, a bit less, because obviously timing and everything, and we don't just peddle out any old rubbish, contrary to what some people believe. Um, yeah, any level of support is great, even if you just want to give us a dollar. It really it does add up, and it does help. Andrew does or has paid for this for quite a while, um, so it's great. Thanks a lot. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so follow me at singled underscore out GB. Yeah, and I'm at jmountain82. Bye. Bye.